Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Woohoo! Where negotiations have been attempted and haven't failed yet. And we've gone, take yet? us to your leader. <laughs> yes. Take us to your leader, crazy bug people. <laughs> yes. Your big, strong leader wants us to go to your other leader. Your big, strong dude leader wants us, wants you to take us to your big, strong lady leader. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. likes a big, strong lady. Outside leader wants true. us to make contact with the inside leader. <laughs> also true. Yep. Any of these is fine. I have a note. I have a, a note from teacher, my doctor. Teacher, I have a note. <laughs> I have a hall pass, guys. Let me hall. hall pass. Just trying to make my way through the hall. This is my emotional support and armor. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I suppose then when last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the duot, after, uh, uh, what has it been? At least... 12 episodes, I think, maybe 14 since you set off into the desert to find the Sightless sink- Sphinx. It's been the a bit. Sightless yeah. Sinks. Sightless Sinks. <laughs> the Sightless Sphinx. I corrected myself. I know, but it was funny. After exploring the desert, the party had eventually found said Sightless Sphinx, had allied themselves with the Gear Tip Lilu outside, the very least their leader, uh, Orkamos. Diplomacy charge. Yay. The most, the most ripped of all Gear Tip Lilu. He's pretty swole. Winston Duke. Yep. He'd eventually given you permission to enter into the Sightless Sphinx and that his spin weren't going to stop you. Although once inside, he had, of course, no way to really uh, help you other than give you a note and say, here, take this. Good luck. <laughs> yep. And we're trying our luck right now. And you Ooh. had managed to make it 10 feet inside of the front door before you were jumped by cultists. Turns out they watched the only entrance to this place. Also turns out they have new abilities. Mm -mm. Yeah, they're new, scarier cultists with flurry of blows and flashbangs. I hate flashbangs. How dare they? Goodness. The point that Jessica considered just breaking a, uh, I don't remember what it was, a 12,000 gold magic item or something that's like, oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, I don't want to be blind. Hold on. Well, maybe this isn't permanent. I guess that was a reasonable conclusion. Which was a good thing because it wasn't permanent. (laughs) I hate being blind. I'm going to prepare echolocation tomorrow, everyone. Excellent. (laughs) Good to know. I'm glad that Jessica has already accepted this is going to be a two-day at minimum ordeal. (laughs) Have you seen the size of this map? It's one of those maps where five feet is ten feet. That's how you know. (laughs) And we're in the middle at the start. That's how you know. Yeah, the fact that it is taking my computer so long to load the map, uh, that's telling. Probably not a good sign. But yeah, upon entering, you had fought against two cultists as well as two of the Gear Tablilu. You had managed to defeat said cultists. The gear tablilu bearing down on you, wrecking some face, I would say, arguably. Yes. And that Citra, at the very least, took a bit of a beating from one of them. I got mm-hmm. lots of stabby pokes. Uh, Masika had produced the writ of passage that Orkamos had provided all of you to go and seek out. Rubella? I was Isn't about to say Rubella. Isn't that a type of, of, like... Illness that children yes. can get? Yeah. Yes. I think I said Rubila, and then maybe At it became point, Rubella. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Rubila. Sometimes you say names like four different ways, and then we just settle on one. So. Eventually, yeah. It's true. Or I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know which person you're talking about, but I'll assume I'll figure it out. I'm we'll not there. good at names. <laughs> you need uh, a pronunciation guide, Paizo. It's true. At least, at least for some things. Not all of them, but some things require pronunciation guides. That's fair. Just proper nouns. So as we begin, the doorkeeper is standing here in the 
front entryway to the Sightless Sphinx, affectionately known as K1. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to call it the foyer. The entrance hall is its technical name. Yes. Foyer is the same thing. (laughs) The two Geertibli warriors eye all of you suspiciously, hands on their spears. One of them, the female of the two, moves forward with the smooth, multi-legged, clacking motion of a scorpion, reaches out one pincher, gently pinches the paper out of Masika's hand. That seems unnecessary. Raise it up. Yeah. Why doesn't she just reach out with her normal hand? Because Scary has more reach with the pincer. Her spear is a two-handed weapon. Uh, She's not going to put her spear down. <laughs> That's a fair point. She spears okay. the paper with her spear and then I'm just not sure how much dexterity her. she has with the claw. Like, is she like over half the words because like the claw just has engulfed the paper? Surprising. With a surprising level of dexterity. Mm. While she takes out the 20 seconds to read over this, I will need, at minimum, three fortitude saves from Sudi and Citra as the poison continues to course through you, unless any of you would like to do anything about that in the meantime. <laughs> I don't have anything. Does yeah, have anything I don't really have anything. All right. Uh, you can make a heal check. Do we have a healer's kit? We do have three antitox. Take one of those. You should drink one of those. Take it. We'll need to make one just so you can pull those out. So, yeah, so Sudi and Citra both go ahead and make me a fortitude save. Oh, nice. I rolled a 10 for a 22. Okay. I rolled a 19 for a number. (laughs) Mental math, I don't do it. We've just started this Uh, episode, Rach. It's too early in the episode to be bad at math. I'm always bad at math. This is not something that comes and goes, Jordan. (laughs) This is just my life. (laughs) So both of you do succeed. Hey. Do you want to continue to drink that antitoxin anyway? or? To be safe, yeah. We've had these since, I think, book one. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I believe you have a handy haversack, correct? I do have a handy okay. haversack. So it'd be a move action for you to retrieve that, standard action for you to drink that. Sudi's within five feet if he wants to five foot step over and I'll stick yeah, a I'll hand in her bag. Okay. Uh, I believe those give you a plus four, plus five. Oh, plus, plus five. five. Even better. Yes. So uh, right. yeah, and then the following round, both of you can go ahead and make me a fortitude save with plus five All bonus right. for the antitoxin. I rolled another 10. This time it would be a 27. Apparently I didn't need it because I'm just on a roll. Um, I rolled an 18 with the bonuses that gives me a 31. Yeah, you guys, again, I think both of you taken a little dexterity damage, but you're feeling okay after after having a chance to kind of drink these potions, recuperate. I, the uh, the two, Geertipalilu, as they uh, they watch you all suspiciously. Bear in mind that that plus five bonus to save versus poison does last for the next hour. Oh, nice. Cool. So in case they do decide to attack us, we've got a little protection. A little bit. Yep. Masika just smiles at the gear to Lilu. Innocently. <laughs> Paula sheathes her sword or dagger. Dagger. Her <laughs> dagger. Whatever she has drawn. She's like, why? And she puts it away. The woman looks over to her compatriot. It seems that they speak the truth. The other man grunts a reply. Hmm. She turns back to the rest of you. Masika, you could understand that since they were speaking. Geertablilu. Uh, she mm-hmm. turns back. She addresses the rest of you in Osiriani. I feel like it's Geertablibluin. Geertablian. Oh, Geertablian. That's nice. Let's go with that. <laughs> they speak Geertablian. Most positive it actually lists Geertablilu as the language. Yeah, yes. Geertablilu is both the name of them and the language. Kind of the way that humans speak human. Whatever. I think it sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Orkamus vouches for you. 
Yes, we helped him with a situation out in the desert. Avenging the nephew of Yelita, actually. We will not abandon our post. We wouldn't expect you to. We will, however, allow you passage. Can I have the note back in case we run into others? <laughs> or maybe a badge of some sort that like shows that we're cool. Can you make a quick photocopy of this for us? Well, no, reading takes a long time, but we have if we had like a symbol or like a code word. And directions. Mm, yeah. And a way to avoid all the cultists. And I'm not going to ask traps. that far, but I think, <laughs> I think we're asking a bit much at that point. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely just wander on paths, you know. They're on patrol. <laughs> if you see any of my brothers or sisters, cast down your weapons, kneel and present the paper. They will perhaps be willing to listen. Yeah, perhaps isn't very good. Yes, perhaps isn't really very reassuring. Also, if they're with cultists, that's not going to work. If Rubila tells us to leave, we shall leave. But Orkamos, wise and respected as he is, does not make the decisions for our people. He told us that. that that's why he gave us the note. So we can go talk to the real leader. We really just need to get to Rubila so we can have a conversation with her. If you could tell us maybe the safest and or least guarded pathway, less bloodshed is preferable, if none at all. You would most likely find her in the right paw. All right. That's the east, right? Yes. I assume so. South. South. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you kindly, and uh, we'll be heading to the paw. Beware the cultists. Mm. Yeah, those jerks. And ghosts. Ghosts? Yeah. What kind of ghosts? An unquiet spirit wanders these halls. Hmm. I know nothing of her. Her, okay. Hmm, interesting. Citra's like, I have a plus two versus haunts. <laughs> Good for you, although class. it might be an actual ghost, in which case that won't apply, unfortunately. If she wanders the halls, it's probably an actual ghost. Haunts are usually cons- like yeah. one location. I, I'm, I'm aware, guys. I'm just joking. <laughs> We're having serious conversations with this gear to Blue Lou. All right. Uh, well. All right. So, uh, so south and and then turn east because because the pause that way. Masika points. All right. I guess we'll go. Have a good shift or watch or anyway. Thank you. Thank you for your understanding. Sorry for the mess. Actually, I don't know if there's much mess besides the fact like there's they marks on the floor. Oh, I guess there are marks on the floor. There's <laughs> also dust. <laughs> At least it's not like the tooth fairies where they blow up and it's like a nasty a glitter smell bomb. of glitter. At least the glitter is no sparkly. I don't know if they would have liked the spark- getting sparkles all over their carapaces. I don't know. Maybe some of these Gearsley Blue are fabulous and want to look all shiny and awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like the crab from Moana. <laughs> I'm so oh, shiny. shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Does it like a wealthy woman's neck? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> If you haven't been able to tell, this is a podcast that loves Moana. <laughs> Moana I do love good. Moana. It's a good movie. What can I, I say? I love it so much. So the two gear to Lou turn, part the curtains to either side of the room, and exit. How long has it been? How long did that conversation take us? Two minutes. 20 rounds. Okay. Narmer's um, back at full. Go Narmer. Hey guys, I'm 100% again. I'm ready to fight my next... Lure. You should stay in the bag. 
You should, did, I'm sorry, I really shouldn't judge anyone else for their speech pattern. Did you say bag or back? <laughs> bag. Bag, okay. I'm not judging. <laughs> I have no place to judge. I'm from on. I can't help it. Masika sure. pats her shoulder. Uh, so I guess since we're going into this sightless tomb, because apparently everybody here has got dark vision, um, Sudi's going to pop uh, open his uh, bag and pull out his ever-burning torch he's been keeping since book one. Nice. This way I have a well, second I mean, light source. I've got my wayfinder source. on. Yeah, yeah, that's just in case we get separated or if it's a bigger area. What, is this like the pyramid from Predator versus Alien? Hey, alien I don't assume Predator? anything, man. Masika will cast light on your special stone. That way, both your hands are free. Yeah, oh, it's like you're wearing one of those little head lamps. I've things. got a miner's lamp now. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, again, this. Uh, Wait, are we good? Does anybody need healing before we go and possibly fight questions? Things? I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm only down like seven, okay. maybe eight. I know Narmer yeah. got wrecked in that. Masika. Ma- Narmer regenerates. He's fine. Yeah, no, I know he's fine, but. Yeah, and I was down one point of dex, but it doesn't affect me yet. So uh, yeah. I'm down a point of dex and it, or two points of dex, so it does affect me. A minus one to my stuff. All right, Masika will use her shaman spell ability to cast lesser restoration on Sudi. He gets three points back. Yay! And then I'm gonna use my healing touch on myself because I'm down a bit. All right, then I guess let's uh let's go. Mm-hmm. So am I taking point or is Sudi taking point? I mean, your trap sense or trap spotter will go off five feet in front of me if I go first. Yep. So yeah, I, I just didn't first. know because I know originally I was usually second, but I don't didn't know if we were keeping that because I think my armor class is if, still better than yours. If pertinent and minor spoiler for the entirety of this building, uh, there is no door that is less than 10 feet wide or hallway that is less than 10 feet wide. Okay, so we just walk so along you can just walk to abreast if you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so me and Sudi are up front. Okay. So assume box formation. Uh-huh. Alrighty. We're going to be in fireball formation for this one. Well, it's hard not to be. Yeah. So all of you make your way forward. Again, making your way past this statue that occupies the center of this room where you'd been fighting a couple minutes before. This white stone statue of a six-legged faceless sphinx with dragon wings and a viper tail. <laughs> you pass beneath its gaze, its sightless gaze, and make your way to the door at the far side. Pressing on this, the door slides open silently into the room beyond. The ceiling of this roofless room is open to a larger chamber that surrounds it, leaving a gap between the top of the walls and the ceiling of the large chamber. On either side of the room, a graven eye stares at its twin on the opposite wall. A carved image of a ferociously snarling six-legged sphinx with dragon wings decorates the door at the far end of this room, carved so realistically that it seems ready to leap off of the door at any moment. There in this chamber is stiflingly still. Is there a door to the east yet? Nope. Then I guess we'll just continue to make our way south. I detect magic and I'm gonna maintain my detect magic just in case. I just want to state this for the record, but if we get into room with, if we get into any of these rooms that have hieroglyphics or drawings or whatever, if we have the time, I would like Citra to stop and not necessarily copy down all the hieroglyphics if it's like a whole wall of it, but if there's like certain drawings or pictures, I want her to pull out her journal and draw them down. 
I mean, there's probably going to be stuff like that in every single room. Yeah, just like the the major things, like not every single thing on the wall. But if there's like a major message that we think is going to be important later or a, an important piece of information, I want her to jot it down. And that's only okay. if like we have time, like not if like if we're in a rush to not if we're not if we're in combat, obviously yeah. not if we're in combat. But if, if like we have the time to that she can like just draw a quick sketch, it doesn't need to be like amazing. Glancing about so far, the walls have been surprisingly unadorned as far as hieroglyphs or symbols or anything else are concerned. Making your way forward into the room, your footsteps echoing. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from Citra. Is this danger sense? Uh, no, but you can add your trap finder bonus if you want. <laughs> Hollis will also cast the invisibility while she's standing here waiting on Citra. Very Question. Well. Um, usually I have my lens of detection out, but I imagine I probably have my kukri out instead, so I do not get that bonus correct. Well, and if you're drawing in your sketchbook, uh, you use, can't have your kukri out. Yeah. You're also using uh, your 10-foot trap spotter, which means that you're seeing it from 10 feet away, and you have to be within 5 feet to use your lens. Okay. Alright, that's fine. So and I, I assume I only pull out my journal when I need it, like not every single time, because I have any... It's the kind that's on like a belt loop, and it's like it's like a hanging journal yeah. belt thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Hollis just kind of has an eidetic memory that's not mechanical in any way. <laughs> okay, so I rolled a 14, uh, which gets me a 36 with all the bonuses. Okay. Citra, you and Sudi begin to step into this room. I imagine, Citra, your hand shoots out to place a hand on Sudi's chest to stop him from walking Soccer any further. Soccer arm save style. Oh, yeah. You narrow your eyes. At the same time, Hollis, you step into the doorway behind them. And since this faint emanation, there's a presence of some sort of magic here. Beyond just the magic that permeates the entirety of this place and stops any divinations coming in or going out. Magic. She squints. Trap magic. Hmm. Citra, there's something about those eyes carved into the walls off towards your left and right. And after about another six seconds or so, Hollis can also determine that those are the source of the magical auras that she senses here. Hmm. Uh, Citra, you're not entirely positive what they do, but you do know that passing between these eyes is going to trigger it. You can slink off towards the side to attempt to disable it. I would like to attempt. Okay. Can I identify while she's doing that? Uh, yeah, you can make a knowledge arcana if you so wish to identify the school and uh, spellcraft to identify the effect. Everyone should stay back in the doorway until I figure out what those creepy eyes are going to do if we step forward. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, I get a so 30. Backs out of the room. 30 Arcana and 34 Spellcraft. Okay. As Citra makes her way over, Hollis glancing these over, it's some sort of conjuration. A summoning hmm. spell, you think. A powerful summoning spell. Question. You would say at least seventh level. Oh. Never mind. Never mind. Worst comes to worst, Citra, if you don't manage to get this to work, it's going to summon something probably very terrible, but, you know, a, a high caliber summoning. I don't know if that really comforts me whatsoever, because... Um, probably you know, something I couldn't the... even summon, honestly. Uh, again, that is not uh, <laughs> not very comforting. That sounds really bad. I'm, I'm going to try and prevent that from happening, in fact. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. I appreciate it. Although I'm sure Mashika could probably dispel it. Um, yeah, we could. Sure. I have complete and total unnecessary levels of faith in you. Good to know. Forgive me if I have a more practical approach. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, I would rather her save her magic for necessary Cultists. fights rather than ones that I can hopefully get rid of. So I would like to try and disable this. Okay. Right, so Cheer me on. You go, slip your go, way forward. Go. <laughs> keeping low to the floor to avoid their gaze. Slink your way up towards it. I suppose speak the command words as your uh, your van braces or sorry, as your uh, burglar braces. Yes. Bracers. Pop off and uh, pull out your tools and set to work. So I start with a 24. It's not nice. bad. <laughs> and I'm going to need it because I rolled a three. Oh, oh boy. Can I be ready to dispel magic? Yeah, probably. It feels like a thing. Yeah, I mean, you could ready an action to dispel magic if necessary. Cool. That's where I'm at. So what do you get? 27. With a 27. I fail miserably. As Rick goes to pull the stat block up for whatever monstrosity is about to be summoned upon us. Gosh, that makes me mad. It's, it's always traps that my luck fails It is me. always traps with you, yeah. yeah. Always traps. You scrape, blow some dust and magical powder onto the wall, highlight the runes, reach up, scratch through one. For a moment, you feel a sense of relaxation. Oh, God. Before you feel an almost tangible, tingling pulse of magic. As you have failed the check by five or more, triggering uh, the trap. Yep. Nope, dispel magic. It didn't work. As this pulses outwards, for a moment, you begin to see this horned shape of what looks to be some form of sphinx beginning to materialize <laughs> in the center of the room. And we'll see if it finishes materializing, <laughs> depending on whether or not Hollis rolls a good dispel magic. Oh, gosh, golly. It's all on you now, Hollis. Okay, all right. I rolled a 14 on the die. What do I add to this? 14. Just, your, level? just your caster level if it's a normal dispel just magic. Just caster level. 25? You chant and tone. Just strat with a hand. Getting a 25 against a DC 24 dispel magic. <laughs> as there is a pulse of energy before there's a soft pop. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. And just left behind is that that momentary haze of a seventh level summoned. Uh, hold on. Let me check wow. real quick. Something bad. Uh, not as bad as it could have been. Uh, four fiendish hero sphinxes pop oh. away in one gesture of your hand. <laughs> okay, then. As you dispel the magic before it takes place. All right. I'm going okay. to be even more careful than I was already being before because, uh, oh, Cyrus, that was scary. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't have any more of those, so next time you got to be uh, uh, better. I, 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 ha <laughs> I have one. I have All complete right. and unconditional faith in Hollish. Uh, thank you. Anyway. My Hollish thank you for that. Anyway, my faith in Shitra is shaken. Uh-oh. <laughs> thank you for that. That's, that's not helping, Narmer. Citra here, and I hand you over a... I might have already given you one. A scroll of threefold sight. You'd mentioned it, but you did not give me one. Okay, I give you one. Essentially, it lasts for three minutes, so it has to be something you can do in three minutes, but it lets you roll three times and take the middle. Oh, yeah, that would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah. Unless your middle is a four. Yeah. This will be pertinent, just so you are aware. This trap will reset. Ah, you dispel okay. the effect as you trigger the trap, but you have not dispelled the trap. Since right. it is a permanent ah. magical effect, your dispel magic, would, if you cast it directly on the trap, would only sure. dispel it for 1d4 rounds. Can I try to dispel it again? You can attempt to disable it again. So if I don't try and disable it again, this thing is going to come back. Do you want me to attempt it? I mean, might as well. 
I think we should in case we need to make a retreat out of here because the negotiations go badly. Use the spell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go ahead and use the spell just to, you know, be safe. Okay. Okay. How long is that spell? Three minutes. It's a three okay. minute spell. Shout out to the subreddit for somebody who suggested that I take that spell like a million years ago. All right. And so I, <laughs> I roll three times and take the best or middle. 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 Right. Okay. Well, I rolled a 19, so I'm pretty sure I'm good. Um, 19 plus the 15 I have for my use magic device. Anytime in the next three minutes that you attempt a attack saving throw or skill check, you get to roll 3d20s and use the middle roll. Unless you roll the same low number twice or the same high number twice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and try to disable. Again, I start with a 24. <laughs> roll three times. Good, because that one was a four. Okay. That was a 14. And that's a nat 20. So you so get, 14. get a 14. 14, 14 is still better than a three. <laughs> that's Definitely. how it is. I'm a little uh, sad so about that what nat is 20. Your, <laughs> what is your adjusted 14? You're probably going to be uh, sad about a lot of nat 20s in the next couple of minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> uh, so that gives me a 38. Okay. With a 38. I guess Masika's writing to dispel magic. <laughs> okay. It seems like a good tactic. So with a 38, to give you an idea of the difficulty of it, you did not exceed the DC by 10. Wow. So you don't know how wow. to bypass it, but you can just disable it. Oh, just disable it. I'm just going to disable it. So yeah, you scratch out the eye on this side, circle around to the other side, scratch out the eye mark on the opposite side. The magic dissipates back into the stone and you are left with a single door exiting this place. Or you can climb the wall to the upper landing, whichever. I am 98% sure that it's disabled. I detect magic some more and I look at it. Although it may not have any magic on it right now. Eh, whatever. I mean, that's good enough for me. Yeah, it's fine. I trust Citra. We'll just be careful. Looks clear. I hate when you say that I'm so I'm going to keep much. my detect magic. I think that's a thing okay. that Hollis is going to do. All right. Well, we have gone 50 feet or 60 or some number. Good job, us. I'm feeling um, not exactly successful at the moment. That's fine. Must have been a, a heck of a wizard. Just that remember spell up. to throw down your weapons if we see any gear to leave Lou by themselves. Uh, there is a piece of the plane of shadow trapped outside. So, yeah, powerful magic here. Just, yeah. Powerful. Oh, I love it. Feels great. No, 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 no. The, you're, you're trying to say that to a Nethian. Uh, everything that I've learned about Nethians recently, magic is the end-all be-all. I mean, magic solves and causes all of life's problems. Yeah, that first part, causes. Eh, We're all boring. in this mess because of a Nethian who messed with magic he shouldn't have messed with. Oh, yeah, no, that was a bad idea, but you know, it is what it is. Sister just it? shakes her head and continues mm. forward, checking for traps as she goes. Very well. You make your way forward, approaching the... Uh... Um, wait. Did you say there were two landings up above? Yes. Uh, technically, this is an open-aired room. Where This is a room inside of a room, if that makes any sense. So, do we want to at least have Narmer just float up and look? Not nope. going uh, on the landings, nope. but just nope. float up to see? Nope, nope, nope. He would need to ascend up to be 10 feet above Citra's head. Nope. At which point he'd be able to see. Uh-uh. Because there's can another one of these, if there's another trap like that up on the second landing. I look up for detect magic within 60 feet. I mean, not all traps are magical. True. That one was. You don't detect any magic above you. Um, 
other than the magic that permeates the entirety of this place. So if I get up on Sudi's shoulders, can I see above the landing? Or is he still too short? No, I'm still too short. Yeah. I think we should just keep trying to find Rubilla before more cultists or who the heck knows what finds us. I just want to make sure there's nothing watching us up there. I could throw you up there, but I mean, it seems like a waste waste of magic. magic. I could mage hand something up there. Just just to satisfy everybody, Sudi will climb up there and take a look. Yay, Sudi climb speed. I just don't want anything to be like spying. Uh, The climb DC for the walls is a 20, so if you can take 10 and get a 20. I can take 10 and get a 25, so I'm good. Okay. So, Sudi, climbing your way up. I believe you're carrying a light source now. I am. His forehead Uh, is the light source. Are you climbing up the the one on the left or the one on the right when you came in from the doors? What do you guys think? Uh, Check the one on the right. I'm going right. Clamoring up the side, vaulting up to the top, Masika biting her lip in objection below, narrowing her eyes up at you. (laughs) There's a stone landing up here about 10 feet deep, maybe 20 feet in overall width. A wide archway on the far end of this leads to a set of steps descending down into what looks to be a larger room beyond. There's a set of stairs going don't, don't, down. Don't, don't, looks... don't call to us from up there. Calm down first. <laughs> what about whispering? I can go, lean over and whisper. Okay. No, you come down first. <laughs> Fine. So, we're, so we're, like, we're trying to, speak, to not draw the shush him and he, calm, he climbs down. He doesn't use his brand new monk slow fall. Oh, wait. I do have, do I have slow fall? I just I imagine slow fall. you're like Aang and you do <gasps> like a slow flip oh, wait, off no, the side. And then you do like some little air bending to stop your fall. Oh, but you have no, to No, it point. takes a key point to do it and that's just Dang. not worth the key point. I mean, if you can take 10 on an acrobatics check and get a 15, you can just hop down the 10 feet. Yeah, I can take I can take 10 for a 25, so I'm good. Rejoin Wee. your compatriots. What'd you see? So there's just a set of stairs up there that descend down into, I think, the next room. At least some larger room beyond... So I think it's the next room. If I had to guess, I think maybe this is like a... Um, I was reading it in a book about castles. It's like a kill room. You put the people in the room and then you put, you put the people above it and they can like shoot down into it or pour oil. Yes. So let's uh, get out of this room. <laughs> well, is this a typical layout for old Osiriani buildings? Like, Almost positive this is a unique building, so probably not, but... Like, symmetry's a thing, and then... I will allow an engineering check. I'll make an engineering check oh, on I it. I have that. I guess I'll roll it, too. I rolled a 3 for a 13. I rolled a 13 for a 25 or a 24. I roll an 8 for a 30. Yay! <laughs> okay. Uh, symmetry is very important through most Osirian tombs. Uh, exact symmetry is not necessary. Hmm. Again, this doesn't feel like a tomb. Mm-hmm as far as many of the ancient structures are concerned, so much as it does feel like some sort of blasphemous temple or fortress. So yeah, okay, mm. that makes sense. I mean, it could be like Ubet's Folly back in Wati. It's a fortress that just looks like a sphinx. That's probably exactly what this is. Well, okay. In that case, I'm with you. Let's get out of here before somebody decides to take advantage of uh, the view. <laughs> Guess we open the door to the next uh, area. So you descend down, you make your way forward. Set your glances over the door, gives you the thumbs up. Kukri in one hand. Book in the other? What were you holding in your other hand? Or is it both Kukri's? I just have one Kukri out. Okay. So Kukri in hand. Lightning crackling across its surface. Sudi, you reach out, place a hand on the door, push it. Again, shocked every time by the sheer 
the perfectly weighted stone doors that slide up, slide open with minimal effort and with a whisper thin noise. The door opens into a chamber beyond. A single flame flickers from the top of an unmarked stone pillar against the furthest wall, painting across a room with no decorations. The room itself is spacious, 50 feet at a side, 30 feet deep perhaps, with a wide 10-foot archway leading out off towards your right, and you believe what looks to be another stone door off towards your left. Hmm. As you take this in, two Girtablilu warriors stand in this room, eyeing you suspiciously, spears in hand. Masika will push past Sudi, kneel, and in Girtalilu. We have a writ of passage. I guess I'll kneel, sure. Yeah. And Citra's gonna have to put her weapon away. In yeah, the I glove. Figured. Yeah, I, I snap my fingers, it disappears into the glove, and then I kneel down. That's cool. We need to get you a second glove. As an odd side note, uh, the glove of storing, despite the fact that it's a single glove, actually takes up both of your hand slots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It specifies Yay! it in the magic of the item. It's weird. <laughs> That's so you don't do exactly that and be able to, to yeah. snap your fingers and get two weapons out. You're basically Michael Jackson. You can only wear the one glove. You could get a. Re- you could make a <laughs> glove of storing into like a fanny pack of storing, and then <laughs> fanny oh, yeah. pack of storing. <laughs> Yep, Citrus spins around and moonwalks into the room, and then... Um, <laughs> I mean, if anybody's going to be able to do the moonwalk in this group, it's going to be Citra. Probably. I don't know, maybe Sudi. Hollis has freakishly long limbs. I am uh, weird. They might help. Masika, <laughs> you make your way forward. I suppose the, the rest of the party kind of takes a knee back behind you. The gear to Blilu eye you suspiciously, make their way forward, take the writ, glance it over, look over all of you. The man nods, silently returns it back to you. And makes his way past. The second one makes his way forward, pauses for a moment as he looks after his compatriot, looks back down to Masika, holds up two fingers, makes a gesture over his face. Oh, nice. And points to the open archway. Yes, friends. He then skitters past. Masika nods and thumbs thanks. up. Skitters as much as a 10-foot scorpion can skitter. I guess skitter would still technically be the but proper term. But yeah. we should be going the other way, though, because that would be towards the paw. Do you think? Again, you don't know the layout the, of this place. It's the right paw of the Sphinx, which is the intact one. Which is to the east, which would mean that we no, need... south. It's to the south. Well, east on this map. East yeah, on I was going to say, map. this map is weird because north is, to the, is actually to your left. But so we need oh. to be going... The opposite way of the cultists to get to the paw through the door. But you believe that the right paw should be to all of your characters left, but the right side of the map. If that didn't confuse you. I think we should just go through this door. Yeah, I, yeah, I think go through the door. I don't think that, I mean, the only re- concern I might have is that uh, they could come in behind us, but. I and, say we just go. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think we, we don't know how go, far yeah. through the archway they are. He might have just been like, hey, cultists this way. It doesn't necessarily mean they're yeah. right through the arch, so... I'd also like to get the gear to leave Lou to be, like, chill first or so st- that they don't come yeah. to back them up uh, or, like... Fair. Yeah. Um, I'm a... Citra is definitely gonna do, like, a... I, I don't know what the appropriate, like, hand motion, whatever, but she's gonna at least bow her thanks and, mm-hmm. and whatnot to them uh, before uh, she and Sudi lead the way to the next door. Yeah, Masika points to the next door, like, let's not mess with the... Yeah, that way. <laughs> 
Yeah, the less noise we make, the better. I just gave a thumbs up. Because I know, like, in some cultures, ever, like, a, a thanks is like you put your hand over your heart or over your head or something like that. I don't know what the appropriate ancient Egyptian slash Osiriani equivalent would be, but whatever the most respectful thing to do is, is what she will do. I miss okay. Korea, where it was like you just put your hand on your or your right hand on your left arm, and that was the way to go. <laughs> That's when you're giving something. Otherwise, you just kind of bow. Hollis well, tilts her hat. Easy. How about that? Go. Tip of the hat. There you go. So you turn left, make your way over towards the door. Your light plays up the stairs off towards your left-hand side, which is sent back up to, you believe, the opposite platform from the one that Sudi ascended before. Makes sense. Maybe giving some credence to this. Killing know. floor. Yeah. As you begin to approach the door, you see that the door is a simple, unadorned door with the exception of a single marking in ancient o- ancient hmm. Osirian hieroglyphs denoting this as armory. Oh, it may just be a closet. Well, let's uh, check. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll peek in there to make sure. Yeah. Although they may stop us if they're like, why are you going in there? Well, I mean, they've already, they've actually walked out of this room and head up towards the front, towards their co- other compatriots. Oh, okay, cool. They're yeah, just going to be like, we need to debrief. We're guarding <laughs> the front door, man. We don't know what happened. Do you see those couriers, man? Weirdest people I've ever seen. <laughs> you make your way forward, stepping through the open doorway into the spacious room beyond. The chamber beyond is lit by a single clay lamp, which sits atop a wooden table, lighting much of this room. Although, again, the room is so spacious that the lamp doesn't actually light the entirety of as you step inside. Against the wall stand weapon racks holding only a few warped and rusted old blades. Rotted quivers hang from spikes driven into the surrounding walls, and two small wooden casks sealed with wax stand beneath the quivers. The cracked and smashed remains of a third cask lies in a puddle of pungent black fluid. Oh. All of you can yeah. quickly determine this as a, being a full-sized clay urn, approximately three feet in height of mm. oil. Uh. Yeah, I was right. Uh, I would like to check this room for any secret doors. All right. Okay. I guess I'll just hang out. Detection. I guess Sudi will just watch the door that we just came through so that <laughs> at least we'll get some warning if the cult suddenly comes and goes, wait, where did those Gertablilu go? Lunch break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Net 20. Um, so that gives me a 37. Uh, wait, plus my lens of detection. So that's a 42 to check this room to see if there is any any secret things whatsoever to to the walls, to the windows. <laughs> okay. Uh, it has been less than three minutes, so you'll need to roll three times and take the middle. <laughs> it's been less than three minutes? Yeah, you just had a quick yeah. conversation with the other dude. Did, then... did, didn't he just say you're gonna you're gonna regret all the nat twenties you're about to roll? <laughs> that's so that sad. played out so fast. <laughs> we could just stand here for three minutes. No, we're not gonna do that. I hate you. <laughs> Somebody sleeping on the couch tonight. Technically, you should be mad Still at got Jessica a because she's the one who gave you the scroll. She cast it on herself. <laughs> <laughs> All of us only provided the solution and the problem, <laughs> and you used it. <laughs> uh, circling around the outside of the room, no, you see no signs of secret passages. Uh, you may oh. make an appraise check while you're circling. Roll three times. I rolled a 13, which gives me 19, uh, 21. Circling, looking as you do so, 
You don't think any of the weapons or armor or anything else in this place is salvageable. However, the two casks are still half full of oil. If you have any use for it. Don't you have an oil lamp? Wayfinder. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do, well, she but has I still a wayfinder have... now, though. Yeah, I was just, not to mention the fact that I still have... Uh, let's see, where is my... Probably a bunch of oil in there. Uh, I still have six things of extra oil. Oh, then we're good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I don't think we need any of this. My brain thinks... Um, strategic placement for uh, blowing up later. I know these are not like this isn't movies or video games <laughs> so I can't shoot it and it blows up but if I'm thinking they are red clay urns <laughs> we could use them as like Where's maybe a trap thing later wall, guys? <laughs> we could take them throw them at the cultists I'll cast fireball I mean, it me- I mean, it just set it on fire. I mean, game mechanically, besides setting the floor on fire, I don't think it's going to do extra damage to the cultists or anything. If they would catch in fire oil. and take 1d6 extra points of damage per round for, I think, four rounds until Eight. it burns off. I just almost think we should keep this in mind. I don't know if we should yeah. use it right now, Yeah, but I think we should, you know, It's also in our going minds. to be very difficult to just carry it around with us True. and try to remain relatively yeah. stealthy. I could make it small. Hey. Is, is it worth shrink the magic? Item. No, it's not. I'm just saying I could. So, okay, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, despite the fact that this oil has probably been here for a hundred years, the uh, the wax seal across the top hasn't broken, so it's actually still good. Ah, cool. All right. Well, then I guess we'll have to go fight us some cultists. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean that explains why he warned us about them when yeah. we were like, "That's in the opposite direction." He we knew we were going to have to go that way. Stealth if we can, or at least try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. And there's a light in here, so you could turn off your light source. Well, we don't know about the next hallway. It's just in that room, and we don't know where the cultists are. From the open archway that you could see, you didn't see any light beyond. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then stealthing isn't going to do anything then if I can't they see. They didn't have any torches in the entryway, which makes me think that the cultists might have been able to see in the dark. Yeah. yeah. There were two light sources in the entryway, so I just don't oh, have them on the map. Yeah. Oh, okay. There were the two well, silver flames that are on top of the two pillars back in the entryway. Yeah, so the only option is, is I could just blindly follow the people that can actually see, but I, I don't... Me too. That's the problem is I'd also I'd also be blind in the dark. I only have yeah, light. Yeah, so I, I guess we're not going to be able to do that, yeah. so it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I guess... No, okay, well then, let's... Well, I mean, you could on. still stealth if you wanted to yeah, be quiet. We yeah, let's at least yeah, try to do let's that. let's do that. Because they might think it's the Gears of Leblu or something. I don't know. I don't stealth very well. Um, I rolled a four for a seven. Am I still rolling three? No. That's a natural one for 12. <laughs> Ouch. The Seeker rolls a perfect 20, which gets her 28. Gravy. I rolled a 12 for a 28. Sorry, 30, because I have a plus two. Okay. Yes. Sadly, it won't matter because. Yeah, you get about halfway across this room and you're just like, this is not going to work. <laughs> All uh, right. I suppose you press on making your way forward. Yep. Yep. You make your way forward, stepping through the archway into a wide hallway. Hmm. The hallway is about 10 feet across. The ceiling's in here about 15 feet high. Off towards your right, you can see that it stretches away for a short distance beyond the light source or the light sources for uh, Sudi or Citra, although with dark vision, you can see that it continues down for about 50 feet or so before dead ending down at the end of the passageway. A set of double doors stands on the opposite wall from the the way that you've come in from the archway emblazoned across these are 
complicated hieroglyphs and a design of what appear to be two sphinxes facing one another from either side. Although, again, in both of these cases, these sphinxes have no face. Hmm. Off towards your left, you can see that the passage, the hallway continues that direction before turning left again, making its way closer towards the right side of the sphinx, you think. Yeah, that's the way we need to go. Uh, Sudi can just catch the edge of a door around the corner in that direction. Mm. Uh, from here, you can't read the hieroglyphs on the double doors. Yeah, we need to find what's her name. Let's just go. Yeah, I was going to say, so we'll we'll keep heading west and just kind of leave those doors be. I want to read the doors. I mean, yeah, you can walk the 10 feet over to the doors to read them if you wanted to. Just glance at them and see what it says. Yeah, on I just want to read the door. Yeah. Hollis, making your way over, glancing over said door. The door here is covered with numerous hieroglyphs, most of them prayers to a Ah, uh, That makes sense. Great. Many of these are the ancient Osirian hieroglyphs, although some of them are actually abyssal letters. Uh, I don't know if you speak abyssal or not. Mm-mm, nope. So you can recognize them, but you don't know what some of them say. You guess prayers that don't translate. Hmm. All that you see on here that makes or that draws your attention immediately is that this is denoted as the entry to the Hall of the Dead. There is then some sort of implication of a place referred to as the unholy of unholies. Okay. Yeah, so let's not mess with that right now. That seems like a great place to save for later. Hollis quietly but, says, I think the cultists are probably holed up over there. Also, there's uh, a pistol on that door. I'll also let Hollis make a perception roll. Oh, okay. Hollis rolls a four for a, a 15. Yep, you make your way back here, compatriots. Eh, that's good oh, for me, Lord. but not for normal people. Anyway, there's bad stuff that way. Anybody speak abyssal? No. No, I don't. No. Okay. Wait. No. I can prepare a comprehend language at some future date if we really want it. Right now, we should focus on getting the Geertilly Blue out of here, so we just have to worry about the cultist and the demons. Oh, well, it'll be that way. Also, and demons possibly speak a ghost. abyssal, so might be handy. Are we sneaking? Mm. As best we can. Yeah, All I right. guess we'll try. Hollis tries to sneak. Slightly better. I roll another nat one. Oh my four god. 12. God. I got a three for a nine. Uh, 14 for a 20. 16 for a 34. The rogue's like, why am I with you people? <laughs> <laughs> you just be a party of rogues. Yeah. You turn, since you're probably giving up about halfway, like down towards the next hall corner. Circle around the corner deeper into the complex. As you round the bend, you can see that the hallway continues making its way further to the south ahead of you. Off towards the right-hand side, you can see a door and then another door further down along the way. Down at the end of the hallway, you can tell that this hallway intersects another hallway and what appears to be a, a T-junction with a door at the end of that. Again, this place seems maze -like? massive and somewhat maze-like. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party. Great. I rolled a five for a 16 that time. I roll a 13 for a 32. Masika rolls an eight for a 15. Narmik gets a 15, which gets him a 29. Okay. Plus six for a 23. Okay. Ouch. So Hollis, Masika at the back of the group. Hmm. You round the corner and don't notice much of anything. For a moment, Sudi and Citra 
perhaps it's because you know it's at, it's at the very edge of your light source uh, in Citra's case it's actually beyond the light you can see for the barest moment you see a blue hazy outline of a person the individual strides with unnatural speed what looks to be a leisurely movement but almost as if it's somehow sped up to superhuman speed as they move between one end of the T intersection and the other, the making flash. their way deeper into the complex. Think less the flash, think more uh, creepy J-horror, like uh, jerky quick movement as it darted between the two sides. Strangely, it doesn't feel disturbing. Well, I think I may have seen our ghost. Oh, good. You saw that, too. I thought it was just me. Yes, mm -hmm. but something's weird about it. Wasn't moving quite right and wasn't scary. Hmm. Are ghosts supposed to be scary? I thought they were supposed to be scary. I think ghosts can be whatever they feel like being. Hmm. Well, something to keep an eye on. Well, we need to try to get to the paw. It looks like there's a lot of doors. We should just continue making our way south. If we try to check every single door, we're never going to get to her before we have to fight more gear to Leeblu. Do the doors have labels on them? That's a good point. Uh, the one closest to you, you don't see any label on it. I mean, as much as I hate leaving doors behind me, I agree with Misika. I think we should get to the paw as quickly as we can, because if we don't have to deal with the gear to Leeblu, and again, perhaps they just don't step in if the cultists are there, I think that would be the most advantageous for us. All right. This shouldn't be too maze-like, right? Like, we're not going to have to get lost. We can just kind of assume which way is the right way. We Hopefully. Need we need to just keep I mean, heading south. This isn't like normal Osiriani architecture. I mean, most of the time, symmetry is the most important thing. And this is not symmetrical. I mean, no. it's kind of. Not perfectly. But it's disconcerting. Well, I, mean, I guess we'll go for it. It may have been intentional, too. Which is even more disconcerting. Yeah, mm -hmm. Well, I guess we'll move on. I guess we go south to the T intersection and see if that door that's at the T intersection has a Label. text on it. <laughs> slash, do we get accosted by the ghost? Well, I'm going to keep my detect magic up because that was helpful with that other trap. And this place might be full of them. So That's fair. You make your way forward. Continuing to get closer and closer to the end of the passage, you pass by the two doors along one side, seeing that neither of them are marked and approaching the door down at the end of the passage. You can see that the passage branches here. Off towards your right, the passage continues with another door along the left-hand side and then another door at the end of the passage down at the very end. Off towards the left, you can see that the hallway continues for a short distance before branching to the right as this complex of halls and doors continues around you. Hmm. Again, for just the brief moment, Sudi and Citra, you see the barest flash of movement. Uh, at this range, for just the moment, all of you see the figure. Hmm. Again, it vaguely, it just looks like the outline of a woman, although something seems to blow either the edge of a cloak or her hair it's hard to tell which as the figure moves deeper the entirety of the figure is this soft blue haze but there's an odd halo not in a circular halo floating atop 
but almost more akin to something like a sunrise behind her head as she moves deeper into the complex. Again, uh, you only get the barest glance at her. Does she read like a ghost? Because this sounds more like an angel or something. Not an angel necessarily, but like a holy thing. I mean, again, it's a... Uh, have you ever seen those uh, ghost photos where all it is is like this hazy outline in the shape mm-hmm. of a person? It mm-hmm. kind of looks like that. Oh, Although, okay. again, you're mm-hmm. only seeing it for a fraction of a second as it seems to mm. make its way left down the passage, so the passage to your left, and then right, heading deeper into the complex in the direction you've been going. You think it's leading us? I think it's one of the Serenray rites. The Serenray Serenray rites. Serenites? Those, yeah, those new god people. The sun people. (laughs) (laughs) Sun cultish. So do we think that that might mean they're friendly? I, I mean, I wouldn't bother it unless we have to just in case I mean most ghosts aren't necessarily nice sometimes I mean it, it so ain't it, trying to kill us so it's fine besides we, is do, it, we need to go that way yeah I was gonna say is it is it down the hallway that we're trying to go yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah it seems to okay. be continuing down the direction that you've been going up until this point is this door in front of us also blank it is also unmarked hmm. I say mm. maybe we just keep our distance from it but if we can communicate with it, maybe we can help it move on. Maybe it's one of those don't bother the scorpion and the scorpion won't bother you type of things. Exactly. Hmm. Everything's scorpions here. Well, we are in the desert. I thought you'd be happy about that. Have you been feeding yours? Yes, I gave him, I gave him food whenever we were with the cat folk. That was well, a few days ago. And then me? he learned how to care for him from, uh, from our new... Gertablilu friend. Oh, sure, he showed me all sorts of ways to commune and become one with a scorpion. And what did he teach you? Mostly how to read it when its tail is up and then it's banging it into me that it's not actually a sign of affection. No. <laughs> I thought it was kind of like a hug. Is it doing that right now? I, I think it's pinched onto my heart. I, it, I don't think that's a sign of affection either. I don't know. He seems happy. Does he? I think so. But also, I have no animal empathy. Citra just moves on down the hallway. <laughs> I was going to say, this is not the conversation to be having right in the middle of a hallway with a creepy ghost. The door ahead of you is unmarked. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you can't tell about the doors off towards your the right-hand side. Oh, well. And it just seems we to be more and more doors way. in every direction. Yeah, so we'll, we'll take that left that turns, like, goes for, like, 10 feet and then goes uh, right. We're following the ghost. Is moving as, yeah, towards the ghost and also hopefully in the correctish direction. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party. Oh, boy. Do I add my trappiness or my danger sense? I have seen visibility if it helps. Why not some danger sense? That sounds good. <laughs> I got a 15. You would say no. I roll a 6 for a 25. Masika rolls an 18 for a 25. Okay. Citra? Citra rolled a 15 for a 35. Excellent. That luck bonus is definitely paying off. Mm. Oh, yeah. So all of you turn, beginning to make your way towards the end of the hallway. For a moment, all of you hear movement. Seemingly the sound of the soft, almost whisper soft sound of one, two, three, four, five stone doors on whisper quiet Hinges sliding open. What? Hollis, 
You notice this immediately as the door to your right slides open ah. and a mask wearing no. man stands just on the other side of it. However, it's Sudi and Citra that hear the movement from ahead as a masked figure steps around the corner directly ahead of you. Talking mushrooms. Clenches his fist as he slides one foot forward and the other back. Aw, more monks. Yay. And I will need uh, initiative. These are the punchy from the ones. Party. How did they time those doors to open so nicely? Yeah, what the crap? Did we get them on shift change? <laughs> did we hit an alarm somewhere? We had a whole conversation about Narmer's scorpion <laughs> in this hallway. Well, to be fair, you had a whole conversation at the beginning of the hallway and then a whole conversation at the middle point of the hallway. You're kind of carrying on a whole conversation the entire time. But, all right, uh, I'm thinking yeah. wall oh, of fire. Come on. I rolled another natural one, y'all. Oh, they're all opening. Okay, I'm thinking wall of fire. That sounds good. I mean, that sounds I like mean, a useful I mean, they're thing. monks we with evasion. The they're going to run through the wall of fire. I can't believe I rolled another nat one. Well, and Sudi was making Rolo rolls on his stealth check. It wasn't just the one conversation. No, we but I think it was all the conversations. Yeah, all we talked about the door. We talked about the ghost. We talked about, you know. Mm -hmm. the Also, the lowest perception bonus in this entire group, I think, is an 11 out of yeah. these guys. So, yeah, yeah there's no oh, way they me. weren't going to hear you. <laughs> Lovely. And I love that the guy told us two, but there's more than two. He might have well, meant through those doors. He also might have meant if you go through that door right there. Yeah, through the two. double doors. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. All will be revealed. I, I guarantee you we must have hit some kind of an alarm or I something. I don't think so. I no, think they we're heard just us. not stealthy. We weren't no. being quiet, dude. We were having it's the, conversations. It's all the doors opening at the same time, man. That's just weird. Where's the ghost? Ghost, come help us. Or they... Right? Come flank with us. Or they They're have... They're cults. They're great at being creepy. Yeah, they have some way to communicate with each other or something. I mean, I... If all, all their masks make them telepathic. Oh, God, I hope not. Dude, that'd be rad and awful. That'd be awful for us. Now hmm. everyone knows we're here. I gotta say I don't love it. Yeah, this is gonna be a awkward fight. I'm gonna parkour it in behind this guy. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't want to be punched by monks. Yeah. No, that's not a good idea. I've got an idea. Let's go in this room. Like, there's one monk here. Let's get rid of him, and then let's go in this room. <laughs> and bottleneck them through the door. That Yeah, I was kind of thinking something similar. Oh, I could Dimension Doris into that room. No, don't Dimension Doris. We need that to escape. I have another fourth level spell that is open right now. All right. Let's queue up a little combat music here. So, Hollis Starkweather. 27, baby. I rolled a nat 20. Good job. That's a fast elf. I got a mirrored initiative. Sudi Kantar. That is a natural one for a four. <laughs> oh, no, Sudi. Oh, it's just Jordan to bring down the curve. Masika yeah, the beckon. Masika rolls a 16, which gets her a 19. Citra Nahamra. Citra rolls a 14 for a 20. Okay, guys are going pretty good. Let's see about these guys. They're not doing great so far. I mean, not Sudi levels are bad, but not doing great. <laughs> I'll rub it in, why don't you? That is what he does. Uh, I'm going to need to roll off with Masika. Masika rolls a 17 for a 20. All right. So there is a surprise attack round, although the surprise attack round is only for Citra, Sudi, and the monk. Which one? Which the, the monk? around the corner. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. That's fine. So Citra, you have first initiative. Surprise attack round. Stab him. I'm going to five foot step forward and stab him. Yeah. 
Alright. Um, I rolled a 12 for a 28. <laughs> 28 will hit the cultist. Alright. So Citrus slides forward with, with pretty natural reflexes, dives to the fore, and lashes out with her kukri. We 35 regular damage and 6 electricity. Ouch. Nice. Wow. She really hates cultists. I agree. So a vicious stab. I would like to debilitate him in a certain way. All right. Um, in a very certain way. Well, I have a very decide. specific set of skills. Uh, you know what? Because I don't remember what their attacks are, I'm going to make their attack roll go down. So minus two against everyone else, minus six against me. Okay. Nice. Uh, as you wrench your blade free from his side, a gush of blood pours down, mixing with his red robes to the point that you actually can't really see. It's just a darker red. The monk slides back before lashing out with a stunning fist towards Citra. That's my move. Bring it. Don't okay. say that. He rolls pretty well. Minus six. So that would be a 31. So it'd be a 25. Very well. Nice. So yeah, he tries to bring his leg up, and again, it's that you can tell it's this pain through him, despite the fact you can't see it on his face. You can read it in his eyes as he looks out from under the mask. And nicked his kidney. He stumbles. Brother. A second monk darts out from down oh, the hallway crud. and closes on the back line of the party. Ah, crud. Ah, uh, crud. Surprise attack round, though, so that's as far as, that's all he can do this round. Oh, unfortunate. Masika, I need you to get out of this five foot square from me if possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to step in there pretty badly. Sudikantar. Surprise stack uh, round still. You were at the bottom. Yeah. Just kill that guy. Kill that guy? Five foot up and you're yeah, punch, punch, I'm going to take a five foot step up. I'm going to stunning fist this guy back so that maybe if I don't kill him, I'll actually stun him. There's a chance, right? Here we go. All right, I roll a 13 for a 27. A 27 will strike your target as you lash out, diving forward with a strong right hook. Uh, that is 12 points of damage, and I'm going to need him to make a fortitude save. DC 19. DC 19 fortitude save. It's pretty good at those. That would be a 14. He was not he pretty fails. good at those in this case. So he Ooh. is stunned. So your fist slams into him. There's a resounding clang sound as you probably shake your hand a bit as you just punch the side of this guy's mask. Uh, that being said, you're going to guess the reverberations for him are far worse as his <laughs> eyes cross somewhat as he stumbles back from the impact. So he just glances at Citra and just and just kind of whispers, finish him. <laughs> <laughs> He's flat-footed now. So, all right, from... Sudi Kantar, we go to round one of combat. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis cannot fail, because she starts with a 22, to cast a first level spell. Uh, okay. second, a second level spell, I don't think either, right? Isn't that like a 19 or? That'd be a 19. You could you can cast first through third level spells without rolling. Technically cool. first through fourth level spells, because you'd roll a one and still pass a fourth. She casts uh, on the defensive, she casts mirror image. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> nice one. How many Holluses do we have? Six Holluses appear. <laughs> wow. Yay. I rolled a so three on the a, what, is, what is a seven? A uh, septuple. Septet? Septet? Anyway. Septuple. Yeah. Septuple. Yeah, septuple Holluses. Septuple Holluses. And, uh, yep, that's my turn. I'm going to stay here. You can take a five foot step back? Nope. Yeah. Because I have another spell that I want to cast next round that will f anybody in the five foot radius of me. That's another we'll shame. fudge up. 
Sure. <laughs> It'll make someone's life really cold and really bad. Oh no, you're gonna do that spell? Oh no, yep. I know exactly which one you're casting. So Hollis chants and tones. next to me, because I can't not hit people. Calls upon the power of illusion. Hurrah! Citra and Hamra. I'm going to stab again at the stunned guy. Finish him. All right. Um, but today's not my day, because that was an actual one. Okay. So, but I will try for my second attack. That's better. He's flat-footed, so this sh- maybe 22? I rolled an 11? A 22 will hit your flat-footed okay. foe as you spin your blade around, plunge it down at him. Probably a little taken off guard, you know, missing the first swing as you're glancing nervously back over your shoulder towards Hollis and then kind of do a double take since the hallway is full of Hollises. Yep. Hollisai? I'm going to say Hollisai. Sure. Hollipodes. <laughs> Hollisodes. All right. So that would be 30 points of regular damage and six electricity. Gracious. All right. 30 and six. So, yeah, you spin, bring your blade back around, plunge it into his chest he stumbles back way, backwards staring at you with confusion from getting punched in the face and hate in his eyes as he detonates I will yeah, need boy. a reflex save from Sudi and Citra you've got to be kidding me then I roll a 5 for a 17 17 Citra I roll a 12 for a 27 27 will succeed. You have evasion, so you take no damage from the fire snake. Sudi, on the other hand, does not succeed. Yep. Taking 12 points of damage as the fire snakes burn across him, probably catching him off guard. Again, you're used to Citra's efficiency, but that was really fast, especially considering how difficult it was to take them down in the last fight. Well, and we then were getting I... stabbed by a bunch of Gears of Liblu at the same time. <laughs> and Hollis and Masika are out of range of the flash this time, so I will instead need a fortitude save from Citra and Sudi. Okay, that time I'm actually okay. I roll an 18 for a 30. Yeah, I'm not. Eight plus five is a 13. So, Sudi, you managed to close your eyes, uh, probably due to the flames burning across you. Citra, however, again, you weren't, you were dri- diving in with intention to debilitate him, but probably not murderous intent and yeah. probably not ex- expecting him to literally explode. No. They always literally explode. Yep. Probably He's- didn't assume that that was going to be the killing blow. Oh. Yeah. Regardless, uh, Citra is blind. Dang it, Citra. Yay. Crap. Get you some goggles. <laughs> then you could just rip them off, right? If they got covered in glitter. They're not being cut. It's, yes. it's a flash it's bomb. Not really it's the glitter, light though. that's blinding you. Cool. Then yeah, yeah, we'll just get yeah. you some goggles that have uh, UV protection on them or whatever. <laughs> some welding goggles, apparently. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's an explosion of flash, and Citra is blind as she stumbles back against the wall, tearing free from this, still managing to somehow evade the fiery snakes despite being blind. I just assumed that happened first. It technically does. Yeah, that's it for Citra. Masika of the Beckon. Masika is going to take a five foot step back next to Citra. And I'm going to draw my mace and then I'm going to cast ball lightning. I get three lightning balls right now and I'm going to stack them all on this dude right by Hollis. Which dude? Okay. The one in the hallway. Ah. Okay. All right. Um, he, Shock him with your balls. Need, oh my God. <laughs> he needs to make three reflex saves trio of reflex saves. Well, I get three balls, so I'm assuming he would have to make a reflex save for each one, considering they can move independently. Yes. 
Okay. I'll let the audience in. I'll let the players in behind the scenes on why there might be a slight lag for me is there are six guys using three different stat blocks here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fun. In three different parts of the book. So... Um. <laughs> Difficulty is 20, DC is 21. That's a natural one for that first one, so it's an automatic nice. failure. That is a 24 and a 24. All right. Uh, so automatic failure for the first one, and then success, success, he, I he imagine, wearing, for the other two. Is he wearing metal armor by any chance? Uh, unlike the other one, this one is wearing scale melt. Oh, then he takes a minus four penalty to all of his saving throws, which means those two nice. 24s are 20s, which means he fails all three. <laughs> okay. <Yay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So like a static cling ball, these just kind of glump onto this. Uh, this guy is fully armored using a shield and carrying a uh, scimitar. Cool. Yeah, because those 24s would have saved, which means nothing. But, oh, you're wearing metal, bro. Yep. <laughs> Sad day for you. What a shocking turn of events. Oh. <laughs> okay, so he only takes five from the first one. Oh, that's much better. He takes 14 from the second one and then takes 16 from the third one. 34 total, I think. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of like jerking and spasming as these balls of electricity roll over him. And uh, Narmer's going to spit at him. Yeah. Narmer gets a 24 to hit his touch AC, range touch AC. A 24, is that with a minus four for firing into melee combat? No, so 20. A 20 will strike the cultists as he spits over Hollis's 14 shoulders and strikes the uh, the cultists. Oh, my images. Nar- Narmer does four <laughs> points of acid damage. Lightly singeing him. That's the end of our turn. All right. That brings us to the cultists. Uh-oh. Which I gave three different initiative slots, but then they all go in a row, so it's kind of the same. <laughs> Because you guys, three of you rolled really good and one of you rolled really poorly, so. (laughs) Who could that really poorly be? Not sure. Everybody's favorite black cat. Bad luck, man. Oh, lucky Gontar. (laughs) All right, I'm going to die, y'all. You're not. (laughs) Hopefully not, because I have lots of images. Probably a lot. I got a lot of images. You got the mirror images. That's why I did that first. I was like, all right. That was a good idea. (laughs) Well, when Masika's like, okay, Citra's blind, I can at least try to block their way to her. I have some ideas, but we'll see what, how this round goes. One of the cultists darts out from inside of the room, the uh, second room that you passed, entering into the hallway, rushing his way forward. Unlike the other two, this one is wearing what appears to be a breastplate and carrying a long spear. Oh, good. More more metal oh, people for fun. my for my ball lightning spell, which will last <laughs> 11 rounds, y'all. <laughs> he charges forward and lets out a cry to Hakatep, bellowing out as electricity courses down his arms and through his spear as he dives to the attack. Oh boy. Is that a spell? Stepping out at No, thank Hollis. you, sir. And let's see. Oh, that's a 31, so let's see if we hit. can hit Hollis. Could still maybe hit. It does not. Uh, however, <laughs> it does pop one of your images as he stabs forward into it, leaving six Hollises remaining. That's fine. That's acceptable to me. Oh, there's so many of them all gathering together. Excellent. Are there? Oh, gosh. Excellent. <laughs> Are there? This is wonderful for me. I am very pleased. Not about being stabbed a bunch, but about Are them being together. The second one rushes around the corner, bellows out to the Sky Pharaoh, charging ahead. 
hefting his warhammer as he closes. Oh, a hammer. That's lightning different. crackling from his eyes and streaming across his mask as he barrels towards the party. Are these spells? Uh, you can make spellcraft. Uh, I will make a spellcraft. May maybe they're mag may magi. Uh, I roll an eight for a 20, uh, 29. Uh, I roll a 15 for a 30. Yeah, these are. this is no magical effect that you're used to. Supernatural, perhaps? You're not entirely positive. Okay. Oh, boy. But he's not granting them divine spells. That's what's important here. It does not appear to be some form of divine power. Cool, cool. Great. All right. From there, go to the next two cultists. The so one directly, I know there's so freaking many of them and I have to use so many stat blocks. Uh, let me double check this. <laughs> Hollis, Hollis is, like, ah! is uh, So this one lashes out at Hollis with his scimitar. Which one? The one in the door? The one, uh, yeah, the one inside of the door that was directly next to Hollis when they opened the door. Mm. That's a, it's actually pretty low. That's a 21. I mean, that hits. Does that miss? Oh, okay, that hits. Hollis is very easy to hit. You need to work on your AC. I'm worried about you. Yeah, that's fair. Comes really close to Hollis, but instead pops an image. Haha. He backswings. Stop hitting at me, you. God, that one, uh, it's a 14. That doesn't hit. Haha. -ha. Does it miss <laughs> by five or less? It misses by five. Okay. So that still pops an image. Mm. So he comes close enough, but cleaves through one of Hollis's images, meaning that I believe there's five Hollis's, the original and four more. Nope, there's three, because I had six three. images, and there's me. Okay, so there's four total, three images in Hollis. Yes. Okay. Real quick, Heather, do you see a cultist down at the end of that hallway? Yes, I do. Okay, you see him? Mm -hmm. Very well. So these within your dark vision range. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are not flat-footed. So will a uh, this one slides aside, knocks an arrow, lets fly with a 24 to hit Masika. Nope. Not flat-footed. And a natural one, which will automatically miss Masika. Mm. So two arrows go sailing off past you as the one at the end of the hall opens fire. He probably thinks I can't see him, but I can. <laughs> I'm mostly fish. Yeah, Hollis is kind of just... Hollis is obviously a spellcaster and therefore a threat. So you know what? Fluria blows. Uh, so right. the monk opens up on Hollis. Uh-oh, there are those mirror images. Well, that's why I have them. That's true. Uh, that's only a 22. Oh, yeah, I mean, that hits Hollis. All right. So popping another image, following that up with a perfect 20, which will hit threat probably. Yeah, that's a 29 to confirm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Criticaling one of the images as mm. it punches out. <laughs> leaving my two favorite Hollis. spell ever in the whole world. Lashes out with another fist swinging back around. That's with a 23. Yeah. Hitting the actual Hollis this time. Oh. Y'all, I would have been dead. Oh, no, out. for sure you'd have been dead. Okay. Uh, punching the actual Hollis for 10 points of damage. Okay. And then a natural one's automatically going to miss for the last attack. Haha! -ha. I saw one image. <laughs> All right. Sudi Kantar. Oh, gosh, golly. Um, Sudi looks very worried because this does not look good for Hollis. Sudi, right, I'm gonna move. you got to wait, Sudi. I'm going to move up five feet. No, no, Sudi, I need to go or there. Ten, sorry, 10 feet in front of Masika and Hollis. Are you going to get fireballed in a second when I drop a fireball in this corridor? Why are you going to fireball this corridor? I thought you were going to do that uh, <laughs> gaspy, gaspy. Because there's like all of them the right here and I could just be like fireball. Yeah, and hit Masika and everybody else. Yeah, you'll hit everybody. There's not a way for you to hit more than like one or two of those cultists without hitting almost the entire party. Yeah. Anyway, Sudi moves into position. Um, 
Alright, so we've got a monk, arrow guy down the hall, which I don't care about. The monk is over here. You can't even get to the monk. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'm going to go for electrical long spear guy. I'm going to try another stunning fist to see if I can knock him out Okay. for a round. So here we go. That's another five for a 19. A 19 will hit your raging opponent. Ooh, he's a barbarian. Cool. Oh, oh no, he's not a barbarian. He's a what's that barbarian sorcerer? Blood rager. Uh, blood rager. I don't think they. I don't think they were out when this book was made. To be a hundred percent perfectly honest, he could be a blood rager. I <laughs> you don't mean know. you don't think Rick would just apply that to people in this? Anyway, book? um, you never know. Damage. Okay, hit him for ten points of damage. He needs to make a fortitude save DC nineteen. He gets a twenty-eight. He will take he's the ten fine. points of damage though. Yep. That so you slam your fist into him uh it almost fully affects him okay all right barbarian damage reduction so sudi slams his fist into the cultist bringing us to the top of the initiative hall stark weather hmm. wall of fire does it have to be a straight line yes uh, or you can make it a ring well that's not helpful ring of fire you could cast the wall of fire across the entire length of the hallway which would give you and it would give the entire party cover from the archer. It would catch one of the blue mask cultists as well as one of the monks. And you could direct all the heat down the hallway away from us. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that would damage the two of them and then force the other one to have to run through a wall of fire to actually get to the party to do any attacks. They wouldn't be blindly shot. Plus, the any arrow he shoots would take the full damage of the ball of fire, which basically would incinerate any arrows he tries to shoot through it. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going to do. This cultist is going to follow me when I step back. Yep, he does step up. And this is a fourth level spell, so I think I have to roll? Uh, no, you don't. Nope, because even if you roll a one, you still pass. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Then, yeah. You could also, if you were willing to slightly burn Sudi, drop the wall of fire on Sudi. Sudi, you're going to want to move, honey. Did I fire resist everybody today? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, then JK. No. No, you did not. Fine. Then it'll go there. So, uh, yep. It deals 2d6 points of damage plus one point per caster level to minimum or to maximum of 20. Okay. So 2d6. Not great damage. Uh, four. So that's going to be 15 fire damage. Very well. You do 15 points of fire damage to the cultists I affectionately call blue. Mm. Old blue. Old blue. Oh, that one was the monk. I thought the other one was the monk. JK. Oh, okay. Oh, in that case, I would have cast the wall of fire and then moved. Because I was one. I was under the impression that this guy over here was the monk. Okay. Then, yeah, that's not a problem. Because I would have been like, that guy will follow me if well, I knew yeah, that guy was the monk. If he chooses to follow you, I think he takes the damage again, doesn't he? For going through the fire? That I don't I know. think if you just pass uh, through no, this No, he's corner, already inside of the wall of fire. Yeah, so uh, okay. he'll take the damage for the wall springing up, but then when he follows her, he'll be out of the wall. Okay. Yes. But yeah, so I would cast that, and then I would move. So you cast that step back, he following steps, pursuing you, leaping dramatically through a wall of flames like Scar as he dives forward into the attack. Citra Nahamra, you're blind. Yep, totally blind. I don't really know what I can do because I'm... Uh, right now, you can't do anything because you are jammed up with spellcasters in front of you, so there's nothing you could really even try to do. <laughs> this is a yeah. very cramped fight. You could draw your offhand blade ready in action to stab anyone that attacks you. Draw, draw my other kukri and, and pray the blindness goes away soon. Okay. Hmm. Osiris, help me! Do you wish to ready? Yeah, if something tries to attack me, I will swing at it. Okay. That ends Citrus' turn. 
Also, your sight returns. Oh, good. Since it's one round since you blew up that guy. And you wake up and there's fire and like everything's weird. Oh, Cyrus, what happened? I put a wall there so they can't shoot arrows at us. So from Citro, we go to Masika. Yeah, those three uh, lightning orbs are just going to stay on that dude. It's It'd be a move action to move them, but I'm just going to leave them where they are since he didn't move. So. Back on that monk? No. Or that uh, not monk, yeah. the other guy? So he's going to have to make Armor three guy. reflex saves with his minus four penalty. Okay. DC's 21. It's doable. Nope. Nope. Ooh, 19. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. He takes 12 from the first one, takes 14 from the second one, and 12 from the third one. Uh, he detonates into Dang. a blinding flash. Uh, I will need a reflex save from Hollis. <laughs> and the guy next to him. Yep. I rolled a 4 for a 12. A 12 will not succeed. Mm-mm. Dealing nine points of fire damage as the flames wash over Hollis. All right, no damage for me because I still have some of my absorption left. The monk next to him succeeds with his improved evasion, taking no damage. I will then need a fortitude save from Hollis, Masika, Sudi, and the monk. Huzzah. Oh, God. Well, it was nice having sight when I had it. I get a 11. I roll a... Nine, wait, no, nine for a 21. That's actually all right. Masika rolls a 14 for a 21. I really don't like these guys. Nope, not really at all. Hollis, that fails. Oh, no, The Hollis. monk next to Hollis is also blinded as he stumbles back from the sudden <laughs> flash of light and explosion. All right. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to whap him with my mace because technically the orbs moving didn't move, so it wasn't a move action, and I don't. it doesn't say concentrate under the spell condition, so I'm going to whap him. The monk? Yes. Okay, he is blind. I roll a 10, which gets me a 19. That will strike your blinded opponent as you spin your mace around and lash out at him. I do four points of damage. Okay. He's blind. Yeah, and you won't provoke from the other guy because you have cover. Oh, Narmer's going to spit. Okay. Narmer rolls a perfect 20. Excellent. He'll hit threat roll to confirm. Just detonate on the whole party. Why, why don't you? <laughs> Narmer gets a 19 to confirm. He rolled an 8. 19 will confirm his critical hit. He takes 7 points of acid damage. Very well. It's the end of Masika's yep, turn. Stands. You want to take a 5 foot step back so I can back up? Well, I need to be able to see the cultists to move the orbs into their spaces. Hmm. Although you're also going to block Citra from getting into the combat. Yeah. I mean, I can wander off. But I won't have a turn again until next round. Because if I take a five-foot step back, I'll only be able to see the monk, I think. Uh, yeah, if you step diagonally, you should still be able to see um, one of the blue mask okay. guys. All right, I'll move I think in. you should be able to see both of them, only Actually, half no, of yeah, one of them. Of but, them. Uh, so Masika slides back, bring us to the two raging barbarians. One takes a five-foot step back. I don't know if Sudi wants to step into the wall. I don't. I really don't. Spins and stabs out over his buddy's shoulder with his long spear. Yeah. Reach. Unfortunate. However, stabbing out at Sudi with a 17. Nope. Nope. Uh, I don't think a 16 is going to do it either. No. These barbarians aren't rolling great. Uh, the one in front of him spins his warhammer and swings. There she blows. Uh, 30. Yeah, that'll hit me. Striking Sudi for 12 points of damage. Back swings. And there it's gone. Uh, 11. 
No. So no electricity damage or anything for that? Uh, no electricity no damage on that one. Interesting. So maybe that was just visual effects, not like actual lightning. Like an intimidation factor. Eh, something. Barrel. The other warden literally charges into the burning wall of fire, leaping through the flames as he hefts his scimitar and swings down at Sudi. Jumping through fire and flame, taking 2d6 plus level damage from Hollis. Mm. 18 points of damage. Nice. Mm -hmm. Ouch. To be fair, these are people that willingly explode whenever you stab them, so. Uh, leaping to the attack against Sudi, that is a... 33 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Threat. Lovely. As he brings the scimitar down on you. 27? So I have a 20% immunity to criticals, so oh, he that's rolls true. Below a 20 or below, then he won't crit me. Crit me. Alright, so let me go ahead and bounce that and this. He gets a... Uh, oh, wait, no, that's a double zero. I thought that was a 90. He gets a 1 for his percentile, hey, so that will not succeed. Uh, the blade whistles in body. for 13 points of damage still, which okay. is better than the 26 it could have been. As pain gushes, or pain oh. shoots through you as the scimitar slices into your shoulder and blood gushes for a second before just kind of oozing out of your gaping wound. Uh, still your stone hard flesh keeping that from reaching your lungs. Huzzah. All right. Let me see. There's always an off chance. That monk's gonna just attack me blindly. Uh, I was just gonna. There was always the off chance that that monk had blind fighting, knowing what they were doing, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, he does not. <laughs> that seems like a miss on their part. So, you know what? He's gonna full out attack. He knows Hollis is still in front of him, and Hollis is burning and doing all sorts of other crazy crap. So, uh, let's go ahead and. Ooh, so 53 gets through the mischance, and this is against your flat footed AC. 15 against your flat footed. Then, yeah, he hits me by one. All right, yep, so he still manages to get a fist in, striking you for six points of damage. Cool. Then follows that up with another punch. That's a 10, which will miss because of the percentile. So 34, which will miss because of the percentile. Aha. Ooh, that is a 91. Yep, it's a 91, but he rolls a natural one. So that'll Yay. miss. Yay! That's it for him. From there, we go to Sudi Kantar. Oh, boy, four targets. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to start with the uh, the monk just because I need him off Hollis. So I'm going to start bruising him up. Okay. Uh, Flurry of blows away. That is a seven for a 21. A fine. 21 will strike your target. Hey. Um. Okay. So that is 11 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Second attack. One fist slams into him. That is a 9 for a 23, which will hit him. 23 will strike your target. For 12 points of damage. Slamming him again. He is still going. Okay. Really? If only Sudi could embiggen. I know, this would be so. I'd be doing so much more damage. Um, okay, so I roll a 17 for a 26. 26 will strike your target. Uh, 8 points of damage. Still going. I'll do a key strike. I really want this guy to die. That is a 9 for a 23. 23 will strike your target. There you go. We're getting punch, punch, punch today. Uh, for 8 points of damage. All Sudi needed was his opponents to be blind. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is still going as you continue oh. to slam your fists into him over and over again. Well, and then I will take a 5-foot step back. Okay. Because uh, I would like to have only 3 enemies attacking me instead of 4. <laughs> <laughs> 
Feeling downside now is it now that you've done now, that? Citra can't, can't actually attack. retreat out. And, ha- yeah, and, Citra can't out. and Citra can't get in. I can't nope. get in. Nope, sure can't. So, yeah, now box into the corridor, corridor with Sudi and Hollis holding the line. Hollis, Hollis is going to leave. Holding Hollis the needs line. to peace out. A burning wall of fire consuming one of the cultists. Scorch marks everywhere. Screams echoing down the corridors. Which means all of China knows we're here for sure. Eh, oh, well. And that brings us to Hollis Starkweather. But we'll pick it up here next time. Hollis, you got to fall, do a trust fall backward on Masika, and then Citrus just gets Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.